0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Well, hello, everyone. And welcome to a brand new season of the Reds Review, your monthly audio magazine here on uh, Field Index. And it means that myself and Guy, we're back. We're back with all our stuff, our bits and pieces and all the rest of that. New music, a brand new season. And Guy, a new trophy in the cabinet, but not so many new signings. But we'll get to all that, won't we?
0: Yes, if I if I survived that long, because there is a fear I might melt, because I've had to turn off the fan to do this podcast. And as Andy and I live near each other, he'll understand that we are both currently melting.
1: Yes, we we are not attuned to these um, temperatures of sort of about twenty six degrees Celsius. With um, I think I, I did I say it was something like a hundred and twelve percent humidity.
0: I don't know, but I can also I can taste the heat that's what you it's one of them it's not pretty i know i i'm currently melting as well uh just
1: it is it's really not good who needs gym membership when you can just sit in humidity and melt freeze, freeze <laughs> sauna. yeah oh my god anyway look um wow the end the end of last season guy we we signed off this podcast at the end of last season, we we summed up the season, lots of positives. And we, we did say, didn't we? Because we did this at the end of May and and it was like, right, OK, we'll leave it for that. Um, We'll we expect good things, hope for the best and all the rest of it for the Champions League final. We'll come back and hopefully have something great to talk about. And we most certainly did because, you know, it, it was good, wasn't it, that as we spoke about, that we ended a really positive season with a trophy.
0: Absolutely, because that, that, that would have been two seasons in a row where we were almost the bridesmaid rather than the bride type thing, uh, or, or however the saying goes. It, it it just needed to be topped off, because I mean, the disappointment of not winning the league, especially with such a historic level of performance from two teams in the, in the Premier League, obviously, I think the first time ever, um, and you could think the Premier League season was typical Liverpool, but with our, with our record in Europe, especially since Klopp's came back, um, I think it's just typical of Liverpool to succeed in Europe. I mean, we've obviously done something to get cursed in the Premier League, um, but U- Europe st- Europe is still our home. And there's definitely a Brexit metaphor in there, um, <laughs> but yeah, Europe is still definitely king for us at the minute. Because I mean. Back to back Champions League. I mean, we kind of cursed last season, but uh, two seasons ago, still, still in the process of not knowing which one to say. Yes, but yeah, I mean the Madrid, the Madrid final, horrendously boring. But I could not give two craps about that at this stage because we won. <laughs> it was, it was, it was almost um, a summary of the season. It was just we just controlled the game. There wasn't anything mad about it, and I think that's the main difference since. Not the first few seasons of the club because they were still mad, but that last season was just we just kind of took the madness out of the game, and I think the final just it just kind of summarised that beautifully, and we we never looked like giving up, um we never looked like losing, did we? I suppose that that final, and it's great for Spurs and all that, but we I think we just showed we were a level above that season, but we'll talk about coming season soon. Yeah, we will talk about the coming season
1: because we are going to preview the season, we're going to look at the pre-season stuff, uh, bits of the academy, the FPL trivia, make all of our predictions for the matches in August as we, as we uh, have done all of last season. We'll be back in the head-to-head, and we're also going to make all our season predictions. And we ran a Twitter poll with various different things for season predictions, so we'll we'll include them as well. But yeah, before we get to all of that, yeah. So the Champions League final now, guy, we, me and you. After after that um, glorious night, we we made the trip across to Liverpool the, the next day. I I, uh, I messaged you on the night dinner saying, "Hey, fancy it? Let let's do it. Let's let's go across and, and partake in it." And and I said to you, uh, you know, something you mentioned there that it never felt like we were losing. And I said to you, you know, on that journey across to Liverpool, that weirdly I I never felt threatened or worried by Spurs at any point during that game. I never I could never recall. Feeling like they were about to score a goal at any point, and it was, it was kind of weird to feel so serene. Uh, through, yeah, it was a boring match, but and people will say, no, you didn't do much," but because we took the lead, we just with this, we're a different Liverpool side now, and it was, it, it was just, I, I don't know, it, it was for some of of my age, it was almost old school Liverpool from like the Bob Paisley type era where. Once Liverpool were ahead, that was it. They were winning and it, it was just, it was magnificently
0: boring. And that that's an art form, isn't it? I mean, we give Mourinho and stuff like that crap, but he, he does take it to week to week boring. But I think we had it under Rafa. I mean, Rafa's probably a bit more similar to Mourinho than, than Klopp um But Rafa had that art of being boring in perfect situations, and it's fine. We finally mastered it, and it's like, not calm, but it's like it. Well, I'll, I'll use the word calm for the want of a better word, but it's like the calmest final I've ever watched us in. I just like, as soon as we took the lead, I was like, eh, job done. Like I was still, I was still sat on my edge of the edge of the seat and stuff like that. But when we scored early, obviously big big shouting for that. But after after it settled down, I was like almost relaxed into a position to just. End, well, there wasn't much to enjoy, <laughs> as you said. It was a boring game, but I was just like, I just I never felt threatened by it. Like in every ev every other game, never mind final. I, I'm always. Expecting the worst, like I do have a pet, I do tend to be a pessimistic fan, but yeah, that that final, it just kind of I was just like, yeah, it's Spurs. Like, I don't want to dis- disrespect Spurs because they obviously had a great journey to the Champions League, but I was like, I just never had any expectations. Like, say, if we played Ajax, they had that mad streak in them, and I just don't think Spurs really had that, especially like a rushed cane back, which I still find funny.
1: Yeah, that, I think that's very true, you know. The- it, it, there was a lot of narratives to bust, and we certainly did that. But yeah, I don't know. It, it was, it, yeah, it wasn't a great game, but who cares? Because we exactly. did it. Celebrations w- were fantastic. And like so, you know, we we made the trip across for the um, for the open top bus parade the next day. That that the atmosphere w- was unreal. I mean, it, the hairs are standing up on me now. Just just talking about it, I'm getting goosebumps. It just. You know recalling it. it it was it was an incredible thing and i am so glad that we made that impromptu trip across just to have
0: been a part of it thing is we didn't even go in the city center <laughs> we were still
1: no i don't think jam-packed. we would have made it
0: in time I know, you, you had work the next day and your kids had school exams and stuff we went in the city center i think we would have only just got out about now <laughs> uh but yeah it was such a great trip i I did forget that we were going because I woke up and then you were coming for me like twenty minutes later. And I was like, "Well, <laughs> this is gonna be fun." Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's ah, um, oh, it was it was such a great journey. I mean, we were right near the start-ish of the parade, weren't we? And it, it was just jam packed. The street was packed. The, I mean, just about got the bus through it. It's, it just shows what size what size of a club we are, really.
1: Yeah, it it was. It was tremendous. Like you say, the atmosphere was just unreal. Just so glad I've been a part of it. And uh, excellent, excellent stuff. Great scenes, great celebrations, and absolutely right that everybody enjoyed it. But, you know, and and great that we we ended last season on such a positive note. But, you know, I wrote an article recently, uh, that was up on Anfield Index, about that, you know, it's right that you celebrate, but I think there's, a point where you've got to stop the celebrations because you can't afford to just carry on celebrating into the next season. Otherwise, it'll come back and, and bite you in the behind. And and I guess that that's where the you know the the risk is that that positivity, if you're hanging on to it too much, that it can turn round and, and be a bit negative. And it, do you think it's fair to say that you know all the positivity from winning the trophy. You know, leads to great optimism heading into the season but the expectation is that that optimism is reinforced by you know two or three new faces and we've not seen that and this is the thing as we record this we're we're something like a week away from, from the Premier League uh, transfer window closing and Liverpool mm-hmm. still haven't done any kind of significant business other than obviously there's Vandenberg who's apparently a very good prospect and you know, hopefully he does come to fruition, but there's no significant business. We've got Mane, Firmino and Salah, whose season's ended in the middle of July. It's, is it right to be concerned that um, we may be pushing our luck a little bit heading into this new season? I
0: think... I think there's two... You know, the, the Twitter it kind of where most people will interact with the fanbase, obviously. I mean, unless you live in the city, obviously. But um, if you look at Twitter, there's quite... There's two sides to everything, isn't there, on Twitter? You either hate Hendo or you love Hendo. There's no one in the middle, even though there's plenty of people in the middle. But on this, it's like everyone... Trust Klopp. Don't question him. Or question's the wrong word, but just trust Klopp blindly, whatever. Um, And then there's some people who have kind of reignited the FSG out Type stuff, but the the real answer is quite in the middle. I mean, the there is obviously legitimate questions why the legitimate gaps in the squad, and we've not we saw them last season, and the they kind of cost us like full back cover, which has now got worse. We've lost Moreno. We've lost Sturridge, who albeit didn't play loads, they're still a higher quality of backup to what we have now. Um we saw the impact of the on the team when Trent wasn't playing. Like I'm not it's obviously very difficult to get back up for Trent because he's he's gone from best young right back in the world to my European football knowledge not the greatest, but he's probably top three to five, if not higher than that. Um so it's finding backup for that is difficult, but you have to find backup for it. We can't have James Milner plug the hole in four positions. Course one, if we play Milner and either fullback spot, it changes the entire team shape. And yeah, that that's kinda where we're going into it. There's like an over reliance on an agent Milner. Like Milner does his job, but he doesn't he's nowhere near the level of of Robertson and um and Trent and even last season the the games we dropped points in is the games Trent missed. So I think we I think we need cover for right back probably more so than left back. I know Gomez and stuff can play there, but I don't that's a different question. I don't want them playing there. But and to go on to the forward line, it's a lot to tr like Origi's obviously now a cult hero. You can almost call him a legend for, for what he did for probably more so Barca than the final.
1: Yeah, he's he's got a special place in my yes. heart. That's what I put in my article he has. But Sorry to interrupt, but I, oh, no, I think it, it, is, it is a lot to um, to then put onto his shoulders to expect him to do that on a more regular basis now, isn't it?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And, and what we've seen from Origi throughout his Liverpool career, I mean, apart from the first half season of Klopp, he's always been probably better as an impact player than a starter. And I think that's the problem. We don't have anyone to start ahead of the front three. Like, you mentioned um the front three having um uh interrupted preseason due to whatever competition they're in, but they've all played like every game for us last season and the season before that. it's um it it's almost too much and in in an interrupted pre season like obviously you we can have Cyber undish and everyone else on over on Fatigue Index side of AI Pro and stuff like that for for more for more um technical stuff, but we saw the impact on Spurs last season. They went from I don't know how many points they dropped or out like that, but they went from comfortable top four. I think they ended up getting third that season, but they looked they looked like a broken squad and that was without a preseason. And the reliance we have on our front three is scary. Like I don't think the delay is gonna affect Allison for example, because of his he's a goalkeeper, but Bobby we we know he likes to have fun in a preseason. Um Man is, Man is finished. His season finished the weekend, last weekend. So if they have three weeks off, he's going to probably start training after the Community Shield. I think they've said. So he probably won't be ready for a good for a few weeks. And we've seen in the league, any point dropped is potentially title deciding. So it's it's a lot to put on a who. Inconsistent, to be polite. Brewster is nineteen. I think it, it. He, albeit Sturridge wasn't what he was. Is Brewster as good as what Sturridge was last season? Probably not. Um. So that's a lot of pressure on him. Shakiri's injured. I know we're going to talk about the youngsters, but the young forwards. I say young. The twenty-two-year-old forwards. They have not. They have not shown a level. They they've not shown they can be relied upon. So we're kind of having to rush back our front three and hoping they play, I'd guess, ninety to ninety five percent of the season. And with a an interrupted pre season, that that could lead to long term stuff. Like Harry Kane's a broken player now, and I don't think he's had a preseason for two seasons. So it's it's kind of a big knock on effect. I think we are playing with fire a bit in terms of the injuries cost. Last season, I think Bobby got injured for a bit. The other two didn't. But if 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 one of the wide guys gets injured, I, I think we're properly screwed.
1: Mm. I mean, as you mentioned, look, yes, yeah, social media is such a binary place. You know, you are either one way or you're the other, and it, you know, it's not just an opinion; it's an exacerbated opinion quite often. And it, it can get caught up in yeah, extremes of, you know, you either, like you said, you know, the Henderson one, you know, you either absolutely love Henderson, he's the greatest player to ever lace a pair of boots, or he's the worst player you've ever seen in your life. You know, the, there isn't this sort of <laughs> the middle ground of opinion, it seems, uh, you know, you just take the plus, you know, the pluses and the, the minuses from each player and, and weigh up the qualities and, and actually, you know, you can criticise, but still like a player. Uh, and and this is the the whole thing with evaluating the business that we have or haven't done is uh, and there was a great thread there from from uh, Dan Kenner, you know, uh, and backing it up mm-hmm. with statistics and facts uh, and and pointing things out where you know we we have been a little bit fortunate here and there with you know the availability of our forwards and, and little things that you know sometimes that you know you can have a run where it goes the other way. Uh, and that's where you do need that squad. as you mentioned look Shakiri's injured, and I don't want to be flippant, but you know um uh, <laughs> adam Lallana is is a new sign in again this season, you know, like yeah. he was a new- se- he was a new sign in last season, and he was a new sign in the season before that you know Adam Lalana seems to be a new sign in every season, but he's thirty one years old i i look I, I he is a he's a good technical player. He's got nice technique. He works hard. He runs around a lot. Um, I'm sure he's a really nice guy and he's popular within the dressing room. But in terms of what he offers on the pitch now, this team has moved beyond the 2016 Adam Lallana of them four months in the, the latter part of 2016 when he was very, very good. They've moved beyond that and Adam Lalana isn't that player physically anymore anyway. So, you know, it, it's no point you know, casting our minds back three years and, you know, grasping in at little them kind of straws. Yeah, Ox is back, um, but, you know, he had a serious injury and I think it's going to take, the likelihood is it'll take a bit of time for him to get going and, and whatnot. But yeah, that is a positive, but it still doesn't make up for the fact that we are short in, in a few areas in terms of depth. And And I hope that, you know, we all look a bit foolish and everybody is absolutely fine and we dance past it and you never know guy i mean something might happen that might surprise us you know to to wrap this this part of it up then do you think we'll get us a bit of a surprise here and we'll actually land a signing before that window closes
0: I don't even think we're gonna sell anyone by the bloody window. No closes will never will buy anyone. Uh, no, I I don't. I think it's I think it's too late now. Um, it just I think if we were to sign someone, we would have done it by now. And uh, other targets who have been rumored, I know it can change quickly, but they're they're seemingly linked to other or close to other clubs now. So no, I I I I think we won't sign anyone. But just, just to build on your rocks point there. I, he couldn't even play... T- he couldn't. I say that as like a bad thing, but he's obviously had injury history before. He couldn't play two games before this injury in a week, and the one time he did, he got injured. I know it was an impact injury, but it's weird how that works. <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah. I'd like to have a squad made of steel, <laughs> rather than... Um, could you call him a luxury player if you can't rely on him fitness-wise? Probably the wrong word, but yeah. It's, uh, yeah I think Ox is more of a... A luxury gamble now, rather than someone you can rely upon. And I, I love Ox. I thought, I thought he was great. Um, but yeah, I think you can't really rely on him. Not same yeah. level as Lallana, because Lallana's not that good. But
1: no, well, he's made of crisps. Yeah. There's not too, you know, yeah. Ox. Look, what Ox can offer in terms of ability on the pitch is he's a great squad option who, who can even play in them wide position as well as midfield. So. You know, as long as he's fit and he's firing, yeah, yeah, he, he's a great option, and, and he offers something a little bit different as well, and he's, but he's direct. He's so,
0: the only one yeah, I could... Like, I mean, yeah, he's the only one I could give that new, like a new signing tag to, and not die inside. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> he, he, does, he does actually have something to offer, as I suppose.
1: Yeah, I, call me, you know, call me an optimist, but I don't know. I still have a funny feeling we might we might end up with a with a A signing of some sort but who knows i mean there's look to plug another article that there's a fantastic one out there today as we record this from uh, alex Barillaro on Anfield index about um the need for patience and the that it has uh, paid off before obviously with van dyke and he's he's talking about that kai havertz you know the, the he is the option that perhaps Klopp has set his mind and said, "No, that is the player I want, and I'm willing to wait for him." So, well, let's let's just wait and see. But fingers crossed that um, everything's positive and, and all the positivity of that fantastic night in Madrid is, is not kind of um, doused doused over with with form as we head into a season and um, things start to to pile up on the injury side of it. So anyway then, Guy, what about pre Because I've got to admit, look, I, I just don't bother watching preseason season games now. They've they very little consequence to me. They're, they're about fitness, obviously, getting a bit of rhythm back, getting a bit of shape, perhaps getting the opportunity to see how some of the younger players might gel with the senior players, um, a little glimpse into the future. And obviously, we, we will... As you do the academy stuff, we will move into that. But we've seen uh, Ryan Brewster or Ryan Brewster, uh, Paul Glatzel, Bobby Duncan, Curtis Jones, Yasser Larucci, Kiana Hoover. They they've all been involved. Um, also Harry Wilson, Ryan Kent, Ben Woodburn. But leaving the last three out of it of all them younger players: Brewster, Glatzel, Duncan, Jones, Larucci, Hoover. Do you feel like they do have a long-term future as part of the squad?
0: Um, a few of them do, I think. Uh, I think Brewster does, because I think, as as I mentioned earlier, I think he's, he is now earmarked as the replacement for Sturridge, uh, whether that he might get more minutes than Sturridge or something like that. But it looks like he's definitely got a pathway into um, a decent amount of minutes in the team. So I think Brewster's not a sure thing, but he's, he's a sure opportunity that sounds wrong, but anyway, he's going to get an opportunity. Um, uh, Hoover, Hoover's a, Hoover should be a sure thing, but it's just weird because obviously he's playing right back at the minute and Trent's playing there. Long term, he's probably going to be a centre back. Gomez is quite young and Van Dyke's 28. I think I might be wrong on that. He's twenty seven, twenty eight. I'm pretty sure. Um, and we've just signed Seb Vandenberg, so maybe, maybe the long term, if Gomez gets over his injury issues, maybe it's Gomez plus one of them two. Um, but yeah, it's it, I think Key Hoover will have a a top level future, but he might just not have a pathway for us. So I think he'll be good, but he might not be at Liverpool, which is weird. But I think if he if he becomes a center back um there's definitely a pathway there i mean he's only, i think he's only 17 so it's very early on for him but he just just look at that just look at the wolves game from last season he's a, such a good talent um and he was he was brilliant in the domestic friendlies as well he's not had as many minutes in in the america tour but i think i think Keanu Hoover is probably probably the one i'm most excited about apart maybe apart from Brewster um Curtis Jones He's a strange one. He's very talented, but you can't really see a you can't really see where he fit in or the pathway, but it's um he's done all right, I think. He's not really wowed that much, but he look he he kinda looks like he's fit, if you get what I mean, but he's not really like set the world on fire. Um who's the other? LaRucci it's- yeah, Larouci. Uh, sorry, just I I I think
1: back. I mean, we mentioned this before we we started the podcast. Is I watched that uh, FA Youth Cup final yeah. and LaRucci kind of stood out to me as as a player who kind of fit the style that we play. And 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 I do wonder. Did you do you feel like he could potentially ha- have a future, even if it's just as a squad option?
0: Um, oh, I don't know, there's a bit of mental side, to it. like, he just, there's something there where he just does mad stuff, I think if we rein him in a bit, he could be, like, defensively he proper went walkies at times, and that that's only in pre-seasons, it was really hard to judge and stuff, I mean, in a real game he'd have Van Dyke shouting at him, for example, but... It, it it's kind of hard to judge on these games. I mean, yeah, I watched the FA Cup U final as well. I think we talked about it on one of our last pods of last season. Um, he, he he looked like he could control a whole side, and that's obviously a big part of our our fullback play. So I think there's all the raw attributes there. I think we've just kind of got to bring it out of him. I think his end products looked a bit crap in this preseason, which I mean, it'll come. I think I said this to you before we started recording. If you could combine Larucci physically but just give him Adam Lewis his left foot you'd probably have like a potential worldie there um but yeah I think it there's quite a lot of question mark he's obviously quite new to the position I think he's only played there like for a whole season so he could he could improve further uh I think going off how they played in pre season it looks like LaRucci's ahead of Lewis in that position because Lewis obviously got put back into midfield. Um and LaRucci stayed at left back in game, so I'd I'd guess LaRucci was ahead of Lewis in Klopp's eyes at least. I might be wrong on that, it might just because Lewis can play midfield and we needed numbers or whatever. But yeah, it it I think if you combine the two you'd have a real player there, but I think there's quite a lot of question marks about them both at the minute, and I think Lewis is more of a midfielder than a left back at the minute. So backsul
1: and, and Glatzel and Duncan then. Ah
0: yes, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah.
1: Now obviously, Klopp was wanted, wanting to have a look at them himself. You know that you were talking about them all, all last season, uh, how well they were doing. You know that the goals them two were were, were notching up. Um, do, you, do you think Klopp will have been impressed? Um,
0: it's tough because Glatzall got injured in the f- first game. I think it was one of the f- it was one of the first domestic friendly. Glatzall got injured in I. I think he likes the look of Glatzel because he's. I think he's been told he's doing his rehab at Melwood, which probably not the norm for a seventeen-ish year old. I think he is. Um, I might be younger than that. Uh, so yeah, that that's kind of obviously saddening because he's got his. He's done his ACL, but he's all good that he's he's being treated as a first teamer in terms of his rehab, I suppose. Uh, unless that's a normal situation and it's blowing smoke, um. But yeah, I think Glatzel looks more like a clock player because even in the, I think he only played a half or even part of a half um, against Tranmere, I think it was. He looked like he could really get on the ball, um, bring other people into play and kind of keep his own on the ball. Whereas I think if you kind of compare that to Duncan, Duncan's more of the fox in the box type player. And I think that's why they work so well together, is Because Glatzel does does all that and Duncan get like they both score goals, but I think Duncan's probably the more natural goal scorer. Um which is an old cliche. But yeah, I think Glatzel's probably more of a clock player and Duncan. Um Duncan, if he can if he can develop that, I mean he's already got the he's already got the goal scoring at that level. But I mean, if they step up to under twenty three this season whenever whenever Glatzel's back, I think Duncan will definitely be playing under twenty three football this season. If he can if he can develop there, I mean the defenders will be a bit more physically developed, if that's the right word. Uh, right way of saying it. I think under twenty threes will be a good test for Duncan, I suppose. So yeah, I think Duncan develops there. Um but it's a real shame with glattel I thought I think he would have would have been one klopp would have loved to have seen on the america tour against better opposition
1: mm. and and then finally then harry wilson obviously impressed a lot of people at derby last season scored some cracking goals all the free kicks and everything like that and then there's ryan kent and ben woodburn you know like you said these guys are into the 20s now they've, they've had succession of loans um i think some people still feel like they could do something, but do you feel that like they've like they've got any kind of future at liverpool I, I i guess wilson is is probably the most obvious in in terms of being able to uh, do something with set pieces
0: um, I'll just check bed Woodburn's nineteen, but he's turning twenty in October, so just going off that. He's probably the one with the most chance of staying at Liverpool, just because he's two years younger, I think, than the other two. Mm. But Wilson and Kent—I mean, if it's a straight shootout between them two, you gotta pick Wilson. He's—he's got—he's got proven end product at a championship level, whereas Kent, at even at Rangers, I think he only got like six goals and assists, and that's—I—I I think I said this on one of the pro pods I did. I mean, I don't watch SPL, but. It's not a good level, <laughs> um, and if you can't get, if you can't break double digits there, he's not really going to be able to fill in for, Sadio Mane or more Salah, who I think Mane got what, twenty five goals and assists last season, and more got forty one year and then got thirty odd last season. You can't really put someone in at that level, um, with that track record so yeah i think i, I think ryan kent's shown everything in pre season that he is he's all flat, he's all showing no go he's not really got any he's, he's um not really got the end product uh i think i've i've um, compared it to wadama trioro without the madness um it, it's yeah i just i don't think ryan kent's got it i think we should say i think we should sell them both to be honest i think wilson he has the end product but he doesn't have the pace i think he's probably more of a midfielder in our system but He's not really going to do that, is he? Um,
1: <sighs>
0: yeah, Woodburn. I think Woodburn's done all right this preseason. actually. I, I think he's just lost positionally because he was... When, I, when we did the Academy pod a few years ago, when I actually watched it weekly, he was more of a second striker and that really suited him. We don't really play that anymore. And then he kind of became a left winger. And this is before he tanked up and he seemed to suit that quite well. Um and now he's kind of the centre midfielder and he's bulked up quite a bit and it, I think it's kind of took away from what made him great, um in the under eighteen level, so I think he I think we need to kind of stop peeing about with him really, um he'll probably go out on loan I think he needs it after the Sheffield United failed loan, I think he needs to play first team football because if, if, turning twenty, um we we've seen younger players go out on loan and impress I mean Wilson. If Wilson obviously had his explosion at Derby when he was 21, turning 22, so if Woodburn's a year ahead of that, maybe there's something more to work with than the other two. But yeah, Kent especially should go. If Harry Wilson can find speed somewhere, he'd probably be useful, but I, I just don't think he is. I think he's, I think he's like similarly to Shaqiri, but Shakiri's a lot more proven, and we saw Shakiri didn't play for six months. So yeah, well, what's the point? Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd probably say sell two and loan Woodburn. Yeah. yeah so a final part then on pre-season
1: is and I I refer to this as pre-season because to my mind they are purely exhibition games and nothing else is we've got the community shield as you as you touched on against Manchester City coming up and then there's also the uh, the European Super Cup against uh, Chelsea um for me they are glorified friendlies uh, I I don't class them as as trophies they're just exhibition games um, obviously nice to win but for me just more about sharpening up and, and getting a bit you know a few more minutes in the
0: tank um how, how do you see them two going um i kind of agree with you i mean if we got spanked in them both i wouldn't feel great but if we lost them i'm not exactly going to be depressed but if we go out and get beat four hill in both of them i'm going to be a bit annoyed um yeah i'd agree it's not really it doesn't really change anything and it'd be nice to win the it, well, both of them, because it's a, it's a trophy for one game, I suppose. Uh, well, or a shield. Um, But I think it's probably nicer that we're playing domestic rivals, so it'd be nice to get one up on City, although it's meaningless, yeah. and one up on Chelsea, although it's meaningless. But I think I think City's the big one, because they've, they've had a lot... If we, we can kind of treat it as a pre-season game, because I imagine that'll be more and Bobby's one of their first games back. Um, and we probably won't see Man here, but I think Man City, apart from Maras, will probably have a full squad. Um, so yeah, but going to be a tough game in City, so I think just don't get spanked by City. Uh, yeah, it's probably a, the best good, way to
1: go at it. Yeah, a, a good warm up for our season to to be kicking off the following weekend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like you said, the, the psychological thing is is probably more more into it than anything else. Uh. So yeah, unless unless you're David Moyes, definitely don't uh, count them as a trophy. That's the header on his CV. <laughs> <laughs> I won an exhibition game once. Alright. Uh, right. <clears throat> so new season means new FPL. So fantasy football guy. Um, the last year there was all sorts, wasn't there? There was the contributors and, uh what was was the the members and everything else
0: contributors in the public one yeah yeah so is there
1: please please let me know because i've not i've not even picked the team at all yet so uh is there is there plenty of leagues for me to sign up to and any tips who who should i be looking at signing
0: yeah, with a full wise, obviously. Yeah. With this spin yes. ball pod. If you want a free tip, just avoid Newcastle for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, there's the Contributors League, um, which I've just like you can renew your league, so everyone who was in it last season's in it. If you're not in it and you do stuff for AI, just let me know and I'll put you in or just send you the code or whatever. Um, and there's the public league. Uh, Shree set that up years ago, so he's got the code, but I'll get that off him and put it out on a on a AI tweet uh, and I'll, I'll um well, you'll, you'll be able to see, it'll be retweeted a million times or tweeted out a million times on the main one so I'll, I'll sort that after this podcast but yeah, there's the contributors if you're part of AI, just get in touch with me and um, the public one, I will sort that soon and tweet that, so yeah Andy, in terms of tips for Liverpool, um I'd probably just go defence heavy if I was you. I mean, Allison, Trent and Robbo are now like the most expensive players in their positions, but it's like still worth it because well, Trent and Robbo are just unmatched in that position and allison has got a lovely beard, so he's better than Edison. And he's actually better than Edison, but yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But I, I'm going to pick him on fantasy because yeah. he's got a <laughs> lovely beard. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, my personal team, I have Salah because, well, we played Norwich first game, so we should do well. I should touch some wood because I've jinxed that now. But anyway, I'll do that later. But yeah, I, I've got Trent, Allison and Salah in mind, but probably just avoid Mane for the start because if he's rushed back, we don't know how that will affect him. I and mean, if he's not, he'll probably miss the first few games. So just go wild.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely tempted by the full-backs. Definitely tempted by them guys.
0: Yeah, but so. you you pick the other team, so you you've got to get Laporte. 100%. <laughs> yeah, that
1: that is true. Yeah, Edison, I <laughs> I am extremely superstitious, so I probably will be going for Edison in goal just to try and put the uh, the hoodoo on them.
0: You don't really need so. to do Man United players this season, though. No, I don't, mean, I don't
1: need to bother really. It's, uh, Solskjaer's at the wheel for that one, so
0: <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, just just fill yeah. it up with Tottenham and City, you'll be job done.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good idea actually. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's, but and is the fantasy uh, the fantasy football pod? making a comeback as well for the new season?
0: Yes, we did um, one when the uh, the prices got revealed. So that, that's on the app and um, wherever, uh, if you, however you find podcasts. It, it's kicking around there. Uh, we haven't got one scheduled, but I imagine we'll do one before the season starts. We're doing our draft on the day of the Community Shield we might turn that into a pod but it might be an absolute bugger to do that but I'll see how that works because it normally just descends into me swearing at people for stealing my players um but yeah we'll 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 see how that works i mean if i can get it to work i'll try and get it to work but if not um it'll just be a normal pod but if there's a draft pod i hope you'll enjoy and i'll try not to just swear at people
1: <laughs> yeah so yeah so do check that out look look if you're interested in your fantasy football you want to partake in it uh even if you've not done it before just join in let's have a bit of fun there's loads of us in that together i'll be on there and i'll t- promise to take a bit more seriously this year so try and outdo me you try and beat me so I- i'm gonna have a bit of a go at it this year definitely uh, and and take a listen to the pod as well so you might get some good tips off that don't listen to me, so though. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to try and beat her at something so uh, trivia wise there's not much coming up for, for August um, couple of birthdays within the squad 8th of August uh, Joel Matip he's born 1991 so he'll be turning what 28 and on the 15th it is Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain's birthday as well and I didn't make a note of what he was born. So only a couple of birthdays in August. And one little uh, footnote for you. Um, August back in 1977 is when Sir Kenny Dalgleish, the king, first signed for Liverpool, August the 10th. So a legend of the club, the club's greatest ever player. And of also uh, on the podcast here on Anfield Index Pro. So uh, Little bit of trivia there for you. So now that we've got that out of the way, guy, it's uh, predictions time. As we uh, the best, head towards, yeah, we're going to head towards as we head towards the end of this pod. So all predictions we we've done our we did our head to head last season, uh, Premier League results only, and you beat me. Oh yeah, I'm not not in any way um, bitter about that, but you know. I'm going to beat you this year. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we will come to that. But before we get into um, our predictions for August matches in the Premier League, let's make some season predictions then. So I put a Twitter poll out for some people to just get involved with and give us their thoughts. And... I'll let you go first though, Guy. So where do you think Liverpool will finish in the Premier League this coming season? Second. Hmm. I, uh, unfortunately, I have to agree. I was hoping for first, but...
0: That's why the pause was there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And online, uh, second came out the highest, almost 50% of the votes. So um yeah, we're we're not getting carried away. I think it just shows, you know, we we are we are European champions, we've won the the Champions League, but we're not getting carried away with ourselves, which is a good sign, I think.
0: We're humble Reds until we come into yes. the until till we, we are the unbearably
1: <laughs> Yeah, we are the unbearably humble Reds. Um did you, by the way, if you're not a Liverpool fan and you listen to this, why? First thing how,
0: how
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, why, why would you do that? And the second thing, of course, is, did you know that we won it six times in Madrid? Yes, we're unbearable. okay, second one then, um staying domestic, do you think Liverpool will win either the FA Cup or the League Cup this season?
0: No, I think we'll screw it off as usual.
1: Now, I've got a funny feeling that we're going to go for one of them, possibly the FA Cup. And I think it's nice to keep that uh, trophy winning thing going, you know, make it a habit. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you know what, I think we are going to win one of the domestic cups. Um, but online, 68% of the people voting agreed with you, Guy, that no, we won't.
0: We normally get a hard draw anyway, so I'm expecting like Man City, at the Etihad in the League Cup. And, like, Barcelona somehow in the FA Cup. Well,
1: that might be all right, actually. We have to play Barcelona and Real Madrid together in the FA Cup. Super team. We just take on
0: an elite, a little league. Yeah, and we're only allowed
1: to field five players or something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Right, on to the Champions League then. Uh, How do you think Liverpool will do? Now, the options I gave out online were to win it, to either losing the final or go out in the semi-finals than there was to lose in the quarter-finals or the first knockout stages, or to exit at the group stage. So where where do you think Liverpool will uh, will fare? How do you think they will fare, I should say?
0: It's obviously impossible to predict because we have no information whatsoever. But with Klopp's record, I think semi-finals is probably a minimum. I'll say there... But it wouldn't surprise me if we get to another final. So I'll say semi final slash final for now. But Barcelona is like the only one who'd give us real trouble at the new camp. So let's just avoid them and Atletico Madrid. And I think we could get to the final again because I don't want to play Atletico Madrid.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I, I do think we'll we'll do well. I I think, look, you know, reaching a semi final he has got to be seen as a positive, a positive European campaign. Um, obviously, beyond that, it's fantastic. Very, very difficult to retain the trophy. Uh, you know, fighting on all them fronts. So, I- I'm going to say the same. I- I'm going to say that we will we'll reach a semi-final, uh, even though that the superstition in me is trying to stop me saying that. My superstitious side is saying, no, no. Say that we'll go in the quarterfinals, but I'll I'll agree with you. And online, that came out as a most popular vote. And interestingly, as well as you would expect, you know what you alluded to there, guy with Klopp's record in Europe, that nobody uh, thought we would actually exit at the group stage, even though you know it's easy to forget now that we nearly did. Last well, season,
0: two well, two thousand and six, we got bat- we got battered by Benfica, if I remember correctly, in the first knockout stage. So, let's hope we don't do that. <laughs>
1: yeah. And next one is, who do you think will finish a top scorer for Liverpool in all competitions this season?
0: Um, Mo <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <it's, laughs>
1: well, you know, it's uh, I know it's obviously Bru- it's the, the someone will top- say Brewster. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, more obviously coming out with 73% of the votes. I mean, it is the expectation level now, isn't it? You know, it's, it's such a fabulous player and he just just has this knack of scoring lots of goals, much to the annoyance of fans who still insist on calling him a one-season wonder. But, hey, right, on to the Premier League then. How many points do you think Liverpool will finish on? Now, the brackets I gave here were 91 or more. Um, 86 to 90, 81 to 85, or 80 points or less. Hmm. Hmm. So, do you think we'll go, we'll go 90 plus again this season? I
0: don't. I just don't. I I, I don't know. I should have checked this before the pod, but I'm not. I I think I've heard that Man City were the were the only team to sucks consecutive 90 plus points finishing it might be like 95 or something but i just can't see us getting above 90 again especially with i think the the, the um dodgy preseason season for the front three is going to affect us quite a bit so i think we'll get mm, i think we'll get 80 to 90 as a bit more of a generalization but, Ooh, I'm
1: going to push it though and say it, it, in the low part of that, the 81 to 85 or the 86 to 90.
0: I'll say 86 to 90 because if we, I said we'll get second and I think below that's kind of third territory. Mm-hmm. I probably think people probably wrong. I think third's probably like average like 75 points or something like that. But yeah, I think, I think there's kind of a clear gap in the Premier League. Now, obviously, we've not seen Spurs' new look and all that, and they've still got some buying to do. But I think with Spurs having a proper pre-season for once, I think there's kind of us, Man City and Spurs, and then the other three. I think Ooh. that's how it'll kind of break up in the season. But I still think we're second. I just think Man City, you just... Till Pep goes, I think we're a bit buggered in that one.
1: Yeah, I, I agree in terms of points total and... You never know. You you just never know with City because I think it's fair to point out as well as there's a few of their key players as uh, you know past 30 now, and it's you know it's it's incredible achievement what they've done two seasons running. Can they do it a third season? Well, they've certainly got an hop, unble- <laughs> yeah they've got an unbelievable squad so they they've got every chance. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it's difficult to see us getting above 90 again. But I, I do feel quite, quite confident we'll, we'll get close to that. So uh, I'll, I'll be with you. And that was the most popular vote. So 86 to 90. Right. In terms of goals then, <clears throat> we've got goals scored and goals conceded in the Premier League. This is Premier League only. So do you go 90 plus um, in the 80 to 89 bracket, the 70 to 79 bracket or less than 70?
0: I don't even know how many we scored last season. <laughs> um, I'll go eighty to eighty nine. With just I'll 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 plead ignorance if that's like hella high or hella low. I don't know. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
1: that that was the most popular vote again. That got forty seven percent of the votes. I'm going to be uh, slightly pessimistic here. And as you mentioned, you know, with with the issues with the front three, it was needing to rotate them. We're leaning on them a lot think we'll rely a lot on the defensive side of it. We'll probably not score quite as many goals. So I'm going to say the 70 to 79, probably the high end of that, so close to 80. So it's still it's still plenty of goals. Um, This is the interesting one now. And this is the real turnaround over the last few years for Liverpool. In terms of goals conceded, now we were regularly conceding around about 50. So do you think we are going to be forty-one or above, thirty-one to 40, 21 to thirty, or fewer than twenty?
0: Oh, I could see it. you did that little cut off, didn't you? The twenty. <laughs> um, I I just got off this table from last season. We conceded twenty-two in the league last season, so I think we'll. It'd be very difficult to improve on that. So I'll go for the twenty-one to. Twenty nine or whatever you said. I'll, I'll go for that. Yeah, twenty
1: one 21 to thirty. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I'll go for that one. Yeah, I, I'm going to jump in that as well. I mean, that has been the most popular. Eighty five percent. um Some people thinking fewer than twenty, but barely registering thirty one to forty and forty one or more. And I think that is a measure of uh, of the improvements we've made there. That the, there is a real confidence. In how we can do defensively.
0: Then, then people who voted for that have either got fat fingers or they're really expecting Van Dijk <laughs> to get injured. <laughs> <laughs> I like your rationale. I like your rationale.
1: Oh, uh, so what about any other predictions then?
0: Oh God. Um, what ooh. about who, who do you think will end up being our Player of the Season? Oh, that's a t- that's a that's a tough one because everyone. Hmm. I mean the,
1: obviously the the obvious candidates Virgil and more <clears throat> but <clears throat> i'm gonna see my my rationale on this is gonna be I thought he had a very impressive first season uh, and he needed Ooh. a little bit of time of bedding in, but I think once he was bedded in, that was it he was integral to the team I like it. in the second half of the season, and I think more people are gonna appreciate just what he brings to the table, so my my pick for uh, for Liverpool player of the... who who I think will end up being Liverpool player of the season is going to be Fabinho.
0: I love it. And just to be different, because I really like that shout, I'll go with Trent. Because I was just looking, because I was quite curious about how, how many minutes they played and stuff like that. Trent played like a thousand minutes less than Robbo last season. And he still beat him in the assist thing. So if Trent plays... Another, however many hundred minutes. Like say, if he plays an extra five hundred odd minutes, imagine what he could do. I, I think he's a sure thing for the young player, unless Gomez ha- plays all season. But it, I think he could potentially be player of the season for us if he has another mental season and plays more. He, he could be, he could be unheard of levels for a footballer.
1: Yeah. Who do you think will end up being our best new signing? Um, probably
0: Sepp Vanderberg at this stage. <laughs> I'm going to go with you on that one I know I'm
1: going to say Adam Lallana
0: (laughs) Andy Lonergan (laughs) Borough's third choice goalkeeper who we took to oh dearie me dearie me
1: so yeah it's uh, a lot going there right just about time for us to finish up so let's go for our head to head table then guy Uh, August starts with uh, Norwich at home
0: What are you going to go for? Hmm. 2-0 to us. 2-0? Nice and easy, but it probably won't be that. (laughs) Hmm. I
1: am going to say 3-1. I'll go with that one. Uh, Next up after that is an away trip to Southampton. And this is a Southampton side who were much improved towards the end of mm. the last season under Ralph Hassel and uh, I nearly said that wrong, but anyway, <laughs> how do you, how, how do you think that, that one's going to go early in the season as well?
0: Hmm, they give us a lot of bother, didn't they? In the like, I can't remember if it's home or away, but they give us a lot of bother. I will go. <sighs> I still don't think we'll have Mane by that. I'll go for a two-all draw.
1: Now, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you, actually. You know, I, I think this is just the timing of it, away from home. They've been improved under Hasenhull. I'm going to go for a one-on-one one, one draw here. I, I do think this is going to be a bit of a banana skin for us. So early in the season when we haven't really got mm. going.
0: Shame now, well next madness.
1: up... Mm, yeah, he scores his customary one goal of yeah. the season against us, yeah. Get your money on that. <laughs> uh, next up is Arsenal at home. We we tend to get them early in the season now. You know, this, this yeah. random
0: fixture computer always seems to... Uh, Chelsea late in the season, Arsenal right at the start. Mm, how it works, every season. Very random, very, yes. very random. It's weird how the Merseyside and Manchester derbies are always on the same weekend. Totally <laughs> random, totally random. So
1: home to Arsenal who have made, you know, a couple of signings, but they are still Arsenal.
0: They still haven't bought a defender for this season. <laughs> well, Saliba. He's going back on signed. loan. <clears throat> Is he? Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, so it's still Arsenal.
0: Yep, exactly. Still Mustafi. They haven't even got Kishel, you know, because he's trying to pie them off. Um. Ooh, God. I'll go 3-1 on this one. They still can't defend. Um. I can't even remember who else they signed. Uh. Sabayosov. However, whatever I don't care. Uh, yeah, that, it's still Arsenal as you say. I'll go three one.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go two one Liverpool. And to finish August off, an away trip to Burnley.
0: How lovely! Just what Hollywood. we need at the
1: start of the season. <laughs>
0: Hollywood game that was.
1: <laughs> yeah, just what we need the start of the season. We've got players, you know, coming back late. Um an away trip to Burnley. Oh I'm I'm already dreading <laughs> just the thought of it.
0: God. Um it's just the one team you just look at and just go, oh God. <laughs> oh God. Um I think we'll win. Um I don't think it'll it's never a comfortable game, is it really? Uh
1: 1-0. Yeah, definitely uncomfortable. Um uh, yeah, you know what? You've gone one nil, haven't you? Yeah, I'm going to echo that. I'm going to go one nil as well. Cover my bases. Cheeky. I do think it's going to be one of them. Really, ugh. Yeah, <laughs> one of the one of those games. So, so that all seven, in all,
0: that'd be seven points out of three games. Uh, I well, I was good. just going
1: to say, all in all, you know. Uh, Considering everything, you know, it's taking it all into account. It's it's still uh, my math a decent... was really
0: bad there, by the way. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's still a decent start to the season. So ten points, I should
0: say. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so... yeah decent. I I'd agree, decent. It's weird because Southampton could either still be proper fodder, Premier League fodder, or they could kind of shoot back up to that seventh to tenth spot they were in under Cooman. Uh, I I think they'll probably be the latter. I think they've made a few good signs. Like I don't know anything about the signings, but they look like they're going back to their to their exciting ways, and they used to always give us bother before, and they always used to be a tough game. So I I think Southampton drawing there away early on in the season it may they may get an explosion of a reaction to Twitter and stuff, but I think it might be a, a difficult place to go to all season.
1: Yeah, I do think it'll be it'll be a test for us, it'll be difficult for us, but you know, I, I, to be honest, I I expect them to finish somewhere around about mid-table, you know, just below the the mid, middle mark, you know, 10 to 12 something like that. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a tough one. So, it, it's not it's not the easiest of starts. It's not, you know, it's not quite as bad as last season, but it's still, you know, some some difficult games there. So, it's going to be a testing start to the campaign. Um all in all, though, you know, looking looking at things now, though, guy, despite the fact that we we haven't made any significant signings and, and all the risks that are involved with that in terms of the squad depth, do you, do you feel quite positive about the season ahead?
0: Oh, it's weird, because the season we had last season, I think you have to kind of go into this season thinking it's title or bust. But as I've said, I think whilst Peps at City, I think they're just at a level that. I know we did match them last season, or know they matched them last season. I think the just fact that he's done it over multiple seasons. I think that's just it's impossible to match that, especially with their money and stuff and so on. Um I think if we get second again, you have to call it acceptable sounds very harsh but that's a word I'll use because I don't think we'll win and I think that's obviously the ultimate goal for any Liverpool manager considering we haven't bloody won it in so so long. Um, so I'll say, I'll say second will be acceptable, but I think winning it has to be the aim and anything other than that, it can't really be a huge success.
1: Mm. Uh, I mean, look, I am positive about the season. I, I do feel quietly confident just, just how good this team is and how good it can be. But it's just that concern over the squad depth and... We are capable of winning the league now, and I've n- never honestly been able to say that for the best part of thirty years. We 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 do now look genuinely capable of winning the league, but with that squad depth, I just feel like everything needs to, to run in our favour in terms of injuries and everything else, uh, and maybe a little bit in the way of City. Like I say, you know, there's a few players, few key players there, the wrong age, of, the wrong side of thirty now. And a few players picking up regular injuries. So you never know. You just never know. But it, um, it, it is difficult to see us overturning them just yet. But um, hey, you know, we, we've <laughs> this club is capable of springing multiple surprises. And you never know, Guy, we could be sat here at the end of the season uh, looking back on a, another tremendous campaign. And and actually celebrating that trophy that we desperately desperately want.
0: I bloody hope so. <laughs> so do I.
1: <laughs> so anyway, so that that's it then. That's it for us for this. Uh, you, this is your season preview. And guy, we will be back next month, won't we, to look back on uh, how August has gone and and take a look ahead to September with a bit more meat on the bone.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll have some. We'll have stuff to reference, and <laughs> we can actually like judge stuff properly uh, but yeah the next one next one will be back to normal actual informative and stuff like that so yeah, yeah looking forward to it
1: <laughs> okay so guys thank you so much for listening uh, we really do appreciate uh, you downloading listening to this podcast anything that you do to, to partake in it uh, we do appreciate that so from myself and Guy it's thanks to all of you we'll be back next month but until then from myself and Guy here at the Res Review, it's Popiano. Sports Social Podcast Network.